I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. Curry continues to sizzle. His MVP odds going up, up, up. But does he have a chance to win? Mike Tomlin extended. So check this out. It will run the contract. So it's 55 years Pittsburgh has had three head coaches in 55 years is how the uh, signing is lined up and we got the Nets big three minus two tonight with Kyrie versus Zion and the Pelicans at home are favored in that game here comes a four hour the Vegas truth covering all that and more you're listening to Fox Sports Radio Radio. Radio. this is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas your host RJ Bell The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Tuesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. This is almost like an election night. Now, why do I say that? It's because the MVP race in the NBA, it's like, all right, we're getting Georgia reporting in. And then, boom, it's like, all right, 40-some points. And it's like, all right, we're going out to Denver. Let's see what's happening there. What a night. The odds have moved significantly. And Curry is, I don't know if hot's the right word for it. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. I'm the pro. He's the Joan L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got a contract extension for one head coach. We've also got that MVP, MVP race, rather, that you alluded to that is tightening up in the NBA. What is the Vegas lead here on this Tuesday? So if I did like the airplane thing like Curry, I'd have to describe it so it wouldn't be the same. So <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just say Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry, unbelievable run last night in a win over the Philadelphia 76ers, the Warriors guard, an all-time great, a 49-point performance. That gives Curry his fifth 40-point game in April, and according to ESPN, only Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan had more than 40 point, more than that many 40-point games in a month, 33 years of age or older. Curry has now surpassed that during this monster run. You know, whenever there's a stat that is uh, people who's trying to push out there is impressive, I'm always interested in, well, who else is on the list? So if there's a stat that says Kobe, MJ, and you, you're doing pretty good. You're doing yeah. pretty good. No doubt about it. There's a lot of ways to get at this. Um, one is, to me, it's about efficiency because there's a lot of players in the NBA that can put up 30 in a given night. And 40s, you know, a smaller list, but it's how many shots are you taking? And we've seen players in the past, and MJ, you know, at the end of his career, when he wasn't playing his best games, you know, in a given night, you know, he didn't play great every night. He, he, you know, seven of 24, you know, this the points would be there, but how many shots? Well, Curry, you know, first player to average 40 points per game. Over an 11-game span in which shooting 50% from the field, 40 from three, 
and 90 from the foul line. So 50, 40, 90, which is a threshold that's discussed often. But now you, it's one thing to do that. It's another thing to do that at volume. So it goes in both directions, I think, Jonas. One, if you have volume but not efficiency, it gets a lot of attention, but it might not deserve it. If you have efficiency without volume, eh, it helps the team, but you're not making that much of a difference. But when you have efficiency and volume, it's when we're talking history. And I think that's what's been so impressive about the Curry run. What's your main thought? Yeah, and it's just – and I don't see this slowing down because the one thing – if you can shoot – they always say the last thing to go on a fighter is his punch. If you can shoot the basketball, you're going to be able to shoot the basketball until the end of time. And I just wonder – I mean, his ability to – he was hitting threes the other night in the game against the Celtics where they were guarding him tight, and he still somehow got the shot off and it went in. Um, you don't anticipate this sort of a pace like what he did last night against Philly to continue on all – all the rest of the season but I just wonder and I don't know off the top of my head where where he is as far as an all-time scorer stands but I wonder how close he's going to get near the top just yeah. based on his ability to shoot the ball so I'd say a couple things one I agree with you if it's a spot-up shooter but a guy like Curry and we're talking about longevity of career now uh, he is running like a madman to try to get open, you know, Reggie Miller style for his shots. So you got to wonder as the years go by and his ability to do that both in quickness and in uh, endurance is a question. So do you yeah. see that different than Steve Kerr? You could see, you know, you know, spot up shooter Paxson, but but Curry seems to be you know, is a very active shooter, I think. Yeah, and I would think that the like the later stage of his career, maybe the next version of Curry is what we saw in Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald was a dominant receiver on the outside, and then he worked himself into a really good receiver on the inside. I wonder if their approach when it comes to him as he gets older is, let's find somebody who can handle the ball so that he's not having to put up the mileage on his body, and we can use him as our spot-up shooter. And if that guy's your spot-up shooter, uh, I think think you're going to have a ton of success. And it brings up another point. That's Jonas Knox. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. That right now, if you look at 538, which projects the likelihood of teams making the playoffs, Golden State has a exactly 50% chance <laughs> to make the playoffs. A drunk baby flipping a coin and Golden State have the same chance and to make the playoffs in this case, not the drunk baby making the playoffs. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that you, you could make the case you're wasting the end of the prime of Curry on a team that is not competitive really to win the title. And we're going to talk in a minute about his MVP odds, which have surged, but does he really have a chance? That's the question. One last stat that I think is the most impressive or one of the most impressive. So this is the list of most games with 10 or more made three pointers. Curry has 21 and the second highest on the list. This is all time now. Clay Thompson with five. Jesus. And then number three is James Harden, Dame Lillard, J.R. Smith with three games each. So only two people walking the earth have more than three games with 10 plus made threes. And Curry has 21. <laughs> and Clay Thompson with five. I mean, 
again, that's that's volume. That's volume. But he's you know, let's not act like Golden State hasn't won generally in the Curry era. So very impressive. And Bill Simmons said yesterday that this is the best he's seen Curry play. And I think it's starting to be undebatable. Uh, last thought on Curry specifically, then we'll get an MVP odds. Uh, Mackenzie, you got anything on it? Curry has four of those such games, 10 made threes, in the last eight days. No one else has more than five, and he has four in the last eight days. It's unbelievable. And six this season. So, actually, Curry has more this season of games with 10-plus made threes than any other player has had in his career. Now that is wow. impressive. I'm RJ Boat straight out of Vegas. Here are the MVP odds. And amazingly, the favorite got better odds. His odds improved. Yes, the Joker, who we, by happenstance, a few days ago, bet minus 200. He is now minus 400 to win the MVP. And the second favorite, Embiid, plus 350. But here's Curry, 18 to 1. Yesterday, he was 50 to 1. A week ago, he was 100 to 1. Wow. So with like three or four games, remember this streak's gone 11 games. So he was seven, eight games into it, 100 to one. Now 18 to one. And in between, he went to 50 to one. So 100 to 50 to 18. And then Giannis and Harden both back. So the question is, and this is what I want to pose, and I want to get answers. Jonas, no, no non-committal <laughs> stuff here. If Curry finishes the season, how many more games, Mackenzie? Look up exactly how many more games Golden State has. If he finishes the season exactly on this streak, meaning he averages 40 points a game, 50, 40, and 90 shooting, right? 50 percent from the field, 40 from three, 90 from the foul line. The rest of the season, does he win the MVP? It because on, it's almost impossible for him to win it, I think. But if he did that, would he? Do they make the playoffs? And if they make the playoffs, are they a part of the play-in tournament? Or are they well, part they, of the I think that's the seeds? only way. I mean, yes. the play-in tournament's their best chance, right? Yeah. So I don't think they have any chance to get the six, do they, really? Yeah, it's like unless, unless he – oh, man. How many games, McKenzie? 14 games remain. All right, so that means he'd have a 25-game streak. Yeah, with 40 points. And they're four games behind the six spot right uh-huh, now. Uh-huh. So it's, so it's that, technically not get possible. It, yeah. It, it's, yeah. Um, man. So the, I think the fact that it's a tough one, or maybe non-committal, but if it's a tough one, is a sign of how unlikely it is that he's going to win. Because the reality is that... I mean, Embiid or Joker actually improved his odds from minus 325 to minus 400 because, as you'll give us, he had an amazing night also. Yeah, and it was an overtime win, a double overtime win over the Memphis Grizzlies last night for the Denver Nuggets. And Jokic, a monster performance, 47 points, 15 boards, another eight assists for Nikolai Jokic, who has been leading the MVP race, and the odds would say so over the past several days. You know what's funny is I, I always think Jonas uses the, the first name there just to show his great pronunciation <laughs> skills. He's like the guy that takes his shirt off at the beach. I understand. It, <laughs> I'm still, you know, I'm still like Big Ben, you know. But 
<laughs> Although I've heard I've heard two different variations uh, of it. I've heard Nikola and then Nikola Vo, uh, Jokic, and so I can't even. I just I'm going to use both and then hope somebody just, corrects me. Just and gives intermittently. Me and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just mix it in. <laughs> and you figure you're right sometimes. <laughs> uh, it was interesting when Murray went down for Denver. It really hurt Denver's chances, obviously, to advance far in the playoffs. But that day, the MVP odds improved for the Joker. And the reason being, he was going to have to do more. And that since so much of the MVP is accounting stats element, oh, he's put up 40. Oh, that's great. If Curry was doing this without the efficiency, he'd get almost as much, if not as much, attention. So no one – how many shots did Wilt put up in this 100-point game? No one knows. Kobe, you know, the night – his last game – you know, with 60, if, if I recall, is efficiency is just not the way people think as fans in the NBA. And thus, I think the Joker is a very efficient player. But even if he weren't, Murray being out helps his MVP case. And we saw it last night. Obviously, an impressive win for the team. But double overtime, putting up all those points, it speaks to why his odds have actually improved even though Curry had the game he had. I do think, before we take the break here, the idea that if Curry did finish 14 more games like this, what a great vote that would be. Mackenzie, where would you lean on that one? If he did have 14 more games, 40 points or more, does he overtake the Joker? I think he has to. If you essentially double the greatest shooting streak we've ever seen. Except we're not talking about great streaks. We're talking about seasons. Seasons. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this. I don't have Curry, no tickets. So we're yeah, not, I mean, let's not oversell it here now. No. <laughs> we got the Joker. We want to, you know, but I, I think it, it'd be it, about a third of the season, 20, 25 games. Yeah, about a third so of the season. You on could this have the, the last third of the season MVP. Like Did, you, you could come up with your own award like that. Jonas. See, and I, I don't know if we have this offhand or maybe we can look this up, but when Anthony Davis went down, because the same logic applying to Jokic as far as winning the MVP is, yeah, he, you know, his, you know, the guy on his team, the second best player on his team went down with an injury. Therefore, he's going to have to carry the load. That's why the odds move the way that they did in his favor. Did the odds move similar for LeBron James yes. when Anthony Davis went down? Yes. yes. I'm looking I'm looking right now. It was plus 275. The next day it was plus one. 170. Wow. Now, what ended up happening, though, was, as we know, that was an opportunity. And LeBron, you could tell LeBron understood that. And again, yes. he understands the media very well because he was talking about this is what I do. I play every game. And then it's like all of a sudden it was like, well, when you do that for a little while, it's tough when you're again at his age. Let's give him a massive credit, the shape he's in. But he's not able to play like he did when he was 25, LeBron or anyone at that age. And it, it warmed down, though the opportunity was there. If LeBron had kept going the way he was, he'd be a runaway favorite for the MVP. All right, so let's do this. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we've done a study. What elements allow a player to win the MVP in the NBA? How many points? Where does his team rank in the standings? We'll tell you why certain players are not going to win and why we think Joker will. But Joker does actually break one rule that makes you wonder, is he going to win? He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I 
with an invention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the heavens gonna fall. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a closer look at the race for the NBA's MVP. I don't know if you know this, Jonas, but the the past is the answer to the future. It gives you clues about the future. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's what we're going to do. The MVP, <laughs> we studied the past to tell you what's going to happen in the future. Who's going to win it? Great day to join. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. We're going to keep working extra hard to deliver for you. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas. In Vegas, on the Strip, 84 degrees, the neon is flowing. So, RJ, we've been talking about the performance of Steph Curry in the last week or so. He has been dominant and on fire. We've also talked about Jokic and the Denver Nuggets and his performance in double overtime, which leads us to an extended conversation about the race for the NBA's MVP. Yeah, so if we look at the odds right now, Joker is taking a significant lead, and he's minus four. So $4 wins you a dollar. Then you got Embiid, three and a half to one. Curry, 18 to one. Okay, what factors matter in the MVP? There's three that are in bold red letters. It's going to be how many games did you play? How efficient were you when you played? And how'd your team do? So let's start with missed games. And I believe this disqualifies Embiid. Yet. He's out. That was from uh, Rounders, remember? KGB, <laughs> yes. yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just, you know, occasionally I'll pull that one up. <laughs> you know, there was a great story. I don't, you know, I, I like Rounders a lot, actually. It's the same guys that did Billions. It was a couple years before the poker boom, but still, it was a great movie. And, uh, you know, if you like poker. And, um, you know, Malkovich, who played KGB, was over the top, for sure, right? With some of yeah. stuff. And I guess uh, Matt Damon tells the story that the first scene, he's even more over the top that they shoot together and in between you know D- uh, Matt Damon's looking at him like squinting his eyes like what's going on and Malkovich leans over and goes I'm not that good of an actor like <laughs> like say, and, and I mean great story because he obviously figured out how to do it because it was meaning that he had an idea that really ended up working so if you look at Embiid historically it's always been he misses too many games and this year it felt like oh he's on the MVP track in fact if I'm not mistaken, McKenzie found the exact point where he had the worst odds, and he put a bet in on MVP for Embiid. Is that correct, McKenzie? It's uh, close to correct. The actual what, plus 200. You mean the like the worst for me odds? Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, the, no, no. What I'm saying is, if you if your goal was in high, if you went back in hindsight <laughs> and yes. said pick the worst day, you know the old buy low and sell high. This would be an example of buying high. If you bought yeah. at the if you bought and beat MVP at the worst point, that was the day you bought it. I bought Pet.com stock in March 2000. Not what you want to do. <laughs> okay, but it, what we're saying is Embiid, you did the same thing. You picked. Let's see if we can get a straight answer out of you. The, <laughs> pretty much the worst day you could have picked Embiid and bet it, you did. Yes. Okay. So why did why was that so difficult? Because <laughs> I was thinking worst odds as in the highest odds, like best odds, but I had it flipped. 
Yeah, when I say worst odds, that's like we should be <laughs> celebrating. Hey, everyone, I got the worst odds. <laughs> not not particularly intuitive, but no. All right, so Embiid, at the time, I actually played Embiid. Now, I, I didn't get him at plus 200. I got him at like plus 550. But still, it's still probably, in theory, the odds his odds are better now than they were when I bought it. But I don't like it at all because history tells us 10 of the last, or if you look at the last 12 MVPs. And correct me if I'm wrong, McKenzie, we did that 12 because that was LeBron when he won his first one? Yes, right. Okay, so we figured LeBron's the modern era of the NBA. Let's go back from his first MVP, and, and let's see what history tells us matters in MVPs. And number one is the most games anyone missed of those 12 MVPs was 12 games. So 12 games in an 82-game season, typically, last year being the exception, this year an exception, that's it. No one missed more. The average number of missed games, five, five. So Embiid's already missed 18 games, 18 games. And considering it's a shortened season, maybe 11 would be the right number, saying that's the, the max. And we're not saying you can't go a little bit more because, you know, you might go a little. But are you really going to almost double the number of missed games? And that just assumes he doesn't miss another game. So to me, that makes Embiid, and remember, I played Embiid before he got hurt and missed all those games, but I believe that the 18 missed games is disqualifying. Does that, and not because I'm ethically saying that, but rather the voters' history tells us that. Jonas, do you think that that, does that take Embiid out of it, you think? Yeah, no, I think so. And I also, and I've wondered about this as well, too. I wonder if, you remember the 2017, I think it was 2017, the NFL's MVP race. And that was the year in which you had Carson Wentz. Um, uh, or, and, and I think uh, it might have been Derek Carr. But there was a bunch of other people so, that so were the, involved. The year that they say Wentz was going to win it if he didn't get hurt. So his second year. Right. And there was also the year before that in which Derek Carr was in the conversation uh, Dak Prescott was in the conversation. There were all these other players that were in the conversation. Derek Carr got hurt second to last game of the season. But if you think about it, he probably wasn't going to play the final week of the season. So he really only missed a portion of one game that he was technically going to play anyways. And he was automatically disqualified because he suffered the injury. And yeah. so I think they use the injuries to sort of trim the fat. And it's like, you know, a, a sloppy resume when they turn it in. Like you just get rid of the ones that, that aren't, you know, that don't look good. And then you move on to the ones and that helps you sort of make your decision. And I feel like they're going to do that when it comes to this MVP race. I think you're right. It's almost like uh, uh, like an Ivy League law school or something, is if you got to have everything right. It, as someone who hires, it's tough with resumes because you're never going to get the perfect resume. Yeah. And if it is perfect, you're almost, you're almost uh, suspicious of it, right? So to some degree, most people, when they make decisions – are balancing evils there's you know what's the lesser of the evils right, right. the guys that, yeah in general though if you're picking one player in the entire league the theory is it can be a perfect season almost but this year i think imagine we had the hypothetical if curry finishes the year on the same pace what would happen and we think it'd be about 50 50 he'd win it i don't think he would but close now imagine if Embiid, or check that if joker who's the clear leader now if the Joker misses 15 games right. to end this year. So really, it'd be the rest of the season, pretty much, right? Because there's 14, 15 left. 
Now he would have less missed games by, you know, four or five games than Embiid. He would still have the same stats as Embiid. Like, I don't think there's any chance the Joker would win then. No, I agree. Even though statistically, if you looked at the whole season, he missed less games than Embiid. And, and Embiid would win. I don't, I don't, unless Curry, I mean, if Curry finishes the year normal, he has no chance at the MVP. So it's a weird thing. Imagine if Curry finishes the year normal and Joker gets hurt and, and knock on wood, we're not wish for that, obviously. And and B misses like five more games, which could easily happen. Yes. Who would win this thing? Like we're I, almost down to the last, <laughs> you know, last man stick. It might be Harden comes back, right? It, it, I, yeah. I, I mean, at at this point, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think this is it, this might be one of the years in which games missed means just about as much as the the numbers and the wins of the teams that these guys are playing for. So you're saying it, it, games missed will be more important this year? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really a, a big-time factor here because it, it, this the race is so yeah. tight. Except if – I think it's a big factor because it's the main thing differentiating – Joker, but yeah. if Joker ends up missing a bunch, which is unlikely, because <laughs> right. I, it, you know, knock on wood, because I bet him. But it, now all of a sudden, that's almost like you throw that stat out because everyone's got a mark on him. You know, everyone's got a negative there. So now you go to the next stats. So as we said, Miss Games is number one of the three. Number two is actually one that the Joker seems to be disqualified. Ten of the twelve MVPs. Finished the year number one seed their teams in their conference, and uh, eleven of the twelve number one or two. So ten of the twelve won their conference. One of the twelve got second. The only exception, Westbrook triple double year they were a six seed. So remember we forget this now. You know 2017, Oscar Robinson and I mean it was said in hushed tones. You know, Oscar Robinson averaged a triple-double in a season. It was one of the great, you know, DiMaggio 56-game hitting streak type things. When Westbrook did it, it was like, well, you got to give it to him. He did something almost, you know, jumping 30 feet. It's like one of those things. Now, the fact he did it again, but if I'm not mistaken, no one else has done that for the season, right? Like since. triple-double? Yeah. Uh, Westbrook did. Yeah, twice. Um, yeah, but I, I'm trying to think, did did Harden do it one year? I don't think so. Yeah, I, so I, I would have to think about that. As much, you can see, you know, Westbrook doesn't have a great PR agent, because you could make the case <laughs> that, that when something was so revered, like a triple-double for the season, and then he does it two seasons in a row, but somehow we've dismissed it as not meaningful. <laughs> right. But, but no one else has done it. So, like, in the history, it's Oscar Robinson. Or, you know, I think people have done it before Oscar. But Oscar, I'm not sure. But Oscar Robinson into Westbrook twice. And it's like, yeah, no big deal. We don't like well, him. Well, it's the same with James Harden. With James Harden average, I think it was 36.1 points per game. Uh, I think that was his, his – he finished the season with. And it was only – he's only the third player to ever average that many points a game in a season behind. And you mentioned that if you're compared with these guys in a category, Michael Jordan and uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. And yet – the conversation was, yeah, but he just dribble, 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 and it just, you know, he's boring. His style is boring. I'm, I mean, he's doing something that only two other players, and it's Chamberlain and Jordan, have ever done in the history of the game, and we're almost dismissing it. You know, you're right. It's so funny. I mean, like presidential politics, they say ultimately 
who would you rather have a beer with? And if you actually go through history, you could make the case that almost every time in the modern era, you know, it's been who you'd rather have the beer with. And I mean, think, I mean, real quick, if you just think about it, let's start in 76 is, you know, Jimmy Carter over Ford, I think. Yeah. Okay. Reagan, obviously over Carter, Reagan over Mondale. And in 88, it'd be Bush against Dukakis. Now you wouldn't think Bush would be the beer guy, but over Dukakis for sure. Then in 92, I guess Ross Perot would have won it in 92 under that theory. But maybe, you know, Clinton, come on, maybe even over Perot. Clinton again against Dole. Bush against Gore. Who would you rather have the beer with? Bush against Kerry, right? Then <laughs> think about it. And then and then in, in 2008, Obama, right, over McCain. Makes sense. Obama over Romney. Makes sense for the beer. And let's be candid. At the time, especially Trump over Hillary. Yeah. And then, then Biden over Trump. Yeah, probably. Like, literally, <laughs> think about it. It's the beer decision. And now we're going to say it for MVP. By the way, you didn't know my history knowledge there, did you, John? That was impressive. <laughs> I, I couldn't do that. I tell you this, don't go back to 68 or 60. I, I, probably, I could do it from 60, probably. But um, last thing, we are straight out of Vegas, a sports talk show. Now, last thing is efficiency. So there's a lot of ways to measure efficiency, but one of them, John Hollinger started PER, player efficiency rating. Now, if we want to question how good that is, all we got to do is look at this list this year because I always like to know who's on the list. So these are the players in the top 16 with two exceptions. Joker Embiid, Giannis, Zion, Curry, Leonard, Butler, Durant, Luka, Dame, uh, LeBron, Kyrie, Anthony Davis, James Harden. Now that's a who's freaking who, right? Now the two exceptions, Robert Williams III from Boston is number eight. And uh, Clint Capella is number 12. So it's a great list. Two exceptions of not great perceived players. Joker's number one. Okay, number one on the list. Now here's the amazing thing. Historically for the MVP, 10 of the 12 years, that player has been number one on the list, the winner. So that's almost shocking that a player could, could, could like you would say, there's a stat that's going to pick your MVP for you. And it's one stat, and it's done it 10 out of 12 years. Wow. So the thing is, you could say, yeah, that's kind of fluky. You know, in the exceptions, by the way, was when Curry won it in 2015, he was third. And when Derrick Rose won it, he was ninth. So everyone's been in the top nine of PER, and 10 of the 12 years, number one, and Joker's number one. So the ultimate question is going to be, because there's two disqualifiers, and then we're going to see what's trending. Number one is not enough games for Embiid. Number two, Denver isn't leading or in second place in the West, and they won't be. It kind of makes me think, it, you know, if you really thought about it, I would say if I had to let go one of those disqualifiers, I would let go the games played if it's not that many more over the team doing well. I think the team doing well is more important but really, the voters are saying and the odds are saying the fact that Joker's team isn't doing as well doesn't matter. The fact that Embiid missed all these games does matter. That's interesting. 
But history says we're going to have an exception one way or the other. It's either going to be a lot of games missed or it's going to be, I think, more likely finishing sixth didn't, or, or fifth or whatever Denver does doesn't really matter. Closing thoughts on that, Jonas? Yeah, no, I think I think that's what it's going to come down to process of elimination. Which category is the, is the most important to you? And, and that's how this thing is going to go. And, and I was looking just for just to see for my own curiosity – Joker has played seven more games this season than Steph Curry, which also would lead you to believe even if Joker were to go down with an injury and miss a couple of games, you can't really use that category to eliminate him because if you do, it's clearly flawed because he does have a seven-game lead so far. But what's flawed is Curry was 100-1 to a couple games ago. Now he's 25. It's all about perception, Jonas, perception. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. All right, when we come back, last break. This hard news is fascinating. We're going to give you the updated. Is there going to be any adjustment when you hear things like he may be back for the playoffs? Uh, it's got to worry you. And I think tonight's game in which the Nets are underdogs against the Pelicans with only one of the big three show you how susceptible to injuries any team is in the NBA when we come back. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of A's. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, RJ, we've been talking about the NBA's MVP odds on the show, and now we transition to the NBA title odds with some news out of Brooklyn that James Harden had a setback in his recovery and will be missing an extended period of time. You know, this is a shame for Harden, and not that I'm, you know, a big fan of his necessarily, but... I thought the efficiency of what he was doing and the way he was able to just transition into that team, it was going to really, and it still could, change the perception of his entire career. He wasn't so one-dimensional. It was a choice, right? It's a choice. We'll see. But, boy, he was on pace to do that. But this shows you, when we look at these odds, markets like title odds don't move instantly. I'm going to be interested to see what tomorrow's odds are. So let's run down. Mackenzie, give me the favorites down to the Suns to win the title. Brooklyn Nets plus 250, Lakers plus 350, Clippers 6 to 1, Jazz 8 to 1, Bucks 9 to 1, Sixers 11 to 1, and the Phoenix Suns 12 to 1, 17 to 1 to win the NBA title. Yeah, so 17 to 1 for the Suns. By the way, nice win against Milwaukee last night, Jonas. And wasn't it kind of disturbing and McKenzie brought this up in the meeting is the game was they went into overtime which means they're tied and Giannis had 
a st- apparently a cramp in his toe is what it said, and he didn't play overtime. I mean, I've had a lot of cramps. I've never had one in the toe. <laughs> I mean, when I get a cramp in the toe, I still make it down to get my water at night. I mean, it's like, it, it, and it goes to show you, there's a sense that none of this really matters. And, like, what game has there been, like a marquee matchup, heavyweight title fight kind of matchup in which both teams were at full strength this year? Can you even think of one? Oh, God. I'm trying to think of the best games that we've seen. Um, what, oh, God, there's one that, that's escaping me. Uh, Suns Jazz, maybe? Boy, is that one yeah. of the best games of the year? No, I mean, yeah, because <laughs> that was the one that was not that long ago, right? They went into overtime, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was an overtime game. It might, God, it might have been... Clippers Celtics early on was was one of them. I mean, um, I, but isn't this the point, right? Is that there's probably been 50 games that we would say marquee matchups, and we're struggling to find a handful that had all the players playing. Yeah, it might have been um, Brooklyn played somebody in the West, um, and that I don't game. know if yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know if it <laughs> was Clippers, Utah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it was it was one of those teams, but it, there was a Brooklyn matchup with somebody from the West that was really really good. It might might have been the Suns. I I can't think of it, but yeah, yeah. less so, than a handful. Yeah, and, and and I think and listen, it's easy to blame the players. I think, but remember this: the league rushed back to play, right? So they finished. After, you know, obviously COVID and the lockout and, and the turnaround was like 60 days or whatever to go back to camp because they didn't want to miss the Christmas Day payoff. They didn't want to. And it's like, do you really? Bl- I think both parties are to blame in a way. But if the league is saying and it's easy to sit and talk about how you're like woke or whatever and, you know, this verdict or this or that or whatever and support it. But ultimately, if money rules in such a way that you're like allowing play. It's no coincidence. All these, in- I mean, is it? Could it be a coincidence? All these injuries with the the schedule condensed and not enough rest in between seasons for the key players on the playoff teams. And I get it. Money always wins. Money is the point. But man, there is a concept of killing the goose that laid the golden egg. And if the players don't care, the fans won't care. I'm telling you, it's a major concern. Let's take a look, though, at a game tonight I care about because I think it's fascinating that the Pelicans are actually favored against the Nets. Yeah, and this game tips off a little over a half hour from now on TNT. It's the Nets at the Pelicans, and right now on pregame.com, New Orleans is a three-point favorite. Now, home court advantage is less than three points. Um, With fans coming back, it could be two, two and a half, but it's less than three. So... The fact that the Pelicans are favored by three here means that with just Kyrie playing, and that's of the big three who's playing for the Nets, the Pelicans are a better team. Personally, I like you know I'm I'm going to make this a lean, a strong lean. I'll probably bet some pizza money on it, but I actually like the underdog here, Nets, because I think Kyrie. It's a big game against Zion. He's going to want to show. Uh, you know, how great he is. I do think this is interesting. McKenzie uncovered this, Jonas, is Zion had a streak broken of of shooting better than 50% and scoring more than 25 points. And, and that streak was broken by the Nets the last time they played not that long ago. So you might think, oh, that's not a good thing for Zion. But two of the key players that were rim protectors in that game are out, Durant 
and Aldridge, who's retired. So that streak and the way they stopped it might not be applicable here. Over under in the game for points, Zion is 29 and a half. I don't know if you have an opinion on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, Zion's might be my favorite player in the NBA because he does it differently than everybody else. While everybody's, you know, shooting threes and, you know, standing 22, 23 feet out trying to hit a shot, he just gets to the basket and puts up points. I, I, I think like he's, it. I think he's awesome. Especially when he's pa- his ability to pass a whole point yep. forward thing. So transitioning last topic here, um, I think this – I'm a Steelers fan, right? So, I mean, I'll just be honest. I always am (laughs) to my detriment sometimes, but honest, is the fact that 1969 Chuck Noll got hired and now with the Tomlin extension, it's going to be – if he plays out the – or or coaches out the contract, 55 years – in which Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, or Mike Tomlin was the yeah. coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 55 years. And the first two in the Hall of Fame. So so really, if you think about it, Pittsburgh has won, unlike any team, right up there. And that continuity, I don't think it's a coincidence. And as a fan, it's a great thing, I think. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And, and Mike Tomlin agreed to the three-year extension earlier today. And just you mentioned it. Th- their ability to just hire coaches, I, I, I don't know. Like, they're the only ones, I think, in the NFL that have figured this thing out. Nobody else seemingly can. Great show, Jonas. Uh, we are straight out of Vegas. If you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, you can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas! 